0: spread throughout the Ulm Hauptbahnhof. A clock's chime called out through the chaos, and compelled by its ring, the dotted gatherings across the platforms collected their belongings, and families fought against the ebb of the crowd to bid a final goodbye to their loved ones. Our story, however, does not concern those who crossed the threshold of the trains as the platform slowly thinned, rather we watch the footbridge spanning the tracks and connecting platforms number two and three, where three men watch over the crowd. The youngest of the men, Elijah, paced the length of the footbridge, his hand often finding repetition sweeping through his hair, which at that time was thick and shaggy. Standing close to the young man was the eldest of the three, Ezra, whose head was permanently bowed as his lips twitched in silent prayer. Next to him was Alistair, who no doubt leaned lackadaisically against the railing of the footbridge as his eyes scanned over the text of the Odyssey. His book snapped shut abruptly as Elijah turned on the spot for the thousandth time and Alistair called out, She's not going to make it, Ezra. We need to board. What do you mean she's not going to make it? Alistair looked down the bridge of his nose at the young man whose pacing stopped before him. Do you see her down below? No, but just wait a little- The train is about to pull away from the station, Elijah. Just wait a little longer. She's going to be here. Have faith.
1: Faith? (laughs) Herodias is a drunk. If you expect her to be anywhere besides the bottom of her glass,
0: you'd be sorely disappointed. Ezra took a step forward, and his hand found Purchase on Alistair's shoulder. Peace, brother. All will go according to the Lord's plan. Alistair, shying away from the touch, shrugged off the hand and stepped back quickly, regaining the distance
1: lost. The Lord's plan? I'll tell you what, Ezra. You go on ahead and have faith in your Lord, but soon you'll realize that your doctrine is conveniently written to reflect the cast of the die, and when that happens, I'd be willing to engage in a chagrin conversation about your Lord's plan.
0: What do you mean?
1: Well, it's simple, isn't it? When something good happens to you, that must be the Lord rewarding you. But when you're a devout, good little Christian boy who's dedicated every second of his waking life to the Lord and misfortune still falls upon you, well, now that must be the devil or God testing your faith. I admit it would be nice if there were some semblance of divine justice in this world, but unfortunately, Elijah, that's just not the way life goes. There's nothing more to it than that.
0: I don't understand.
1: Of course you don't. That's why you're still a Catholic, my dear.
0: Hey! At least I believe in something.
1: And you think I don't? None that I've seen. How dreadful. I thought you and I might get along. We're so alike, after all. We're nothing alike! Oh? Give it time, little Elijah. Eventually, your curiosity will lead you to questions without answers, and then you will stand
0: beside me. Elijah rolled his eyes, and with a pompous stride, he joined Ezra further down the footbridge. Elijah's arms crossed over his chest as he plopped to the ground at Ezra's feet. Can you believe him? He's not wrong. Huh? About what?
1: You're naturally curious, and someday you may ask a question with an answer you may not like,
0: or one where the answer doesn't seem to exist. But the Bible has all the answers, doesn't it, Ezra? Ezra offered the boy a smile, his cloudy gray eyes never leaving Elijah as he crouched down to meet the young man's gaze. Don't make it a habit to turn to the material. When in doubt, ask God. He has the answers. What do you mean? Ezra pulled out a worn, cracked leather Bible and offered it to Elijah. Elijah, I promise you
1: there are always answers to your questions.
0: And when you have questions, turn to God first. Then seek counsel within the pages of the
1: Bible or the words of
0: a friend. Ezra clasped him on the shoulder as Elijah slowly nodded and took the Bible, clutching it close to his chest. As Elijah soothed himself with the presence of the book, the train sprang to life down below, causing Elijah to jump high in the air. As he landed with a start, a queer look overtook his face. With his head slightly cocked, the boy sniffed the air, then quickly threw himself against the rail, peering down below. Through the steam that hissed from several spigots along the belly of the iron beast and the black, choking smoke which churned from its roof, Elijah spotted Silas, who slowly worked his way across the platform. Elijah watched as Silas puffed away on the fat swisher cigar stuck between his lips. Before Elijah cried out, Silas! Not waiting for permission, Elijah darted down the stairs towards platform number two. Don't go too far! I won't! Elijah slipped through the dwindling crowd, leaving Alistair and Ezra behind. Ezra smiled, watching Elijah run over to Silas and wrap his arms around him before the two began to make their way back to the footbridge.
1: You earnestly believe that, don't you? You'll have to be more specific. You find most things I believe in are. About the Bible. I do. You realize what you're preaching is in direct contrast to the doctrine of the church. Of course. You could be hung for heresy if you keep it up. So I should preach falsely then. You should be careful about what you inspire in the boy. Is all. I encourage him to explore his beliefs, despite what our orders are. Your orders. You're one of us, my friend. Hardly. You can choose to distance yourself from us, if you want, but the perception you build to those around you is that you are a clergyman, Alistair.
0: I like the brand, the symbols, and the seal. Only an idiot would think I'm one of you. As Elijah and Silas finished their trek up the footbridge, Ezra offered Silas a grin, who in turn wrapped both of his long arms around Ezra and pulled the man into a tight embrace.
2: It's good to see you two, my friend. But where's Ava? She weren't in her room and the clerk at the hotel said she ain't never checked out. I poked my nose into the hotel bar and the other local taverns within two and a half blocks before I had to head back, and I ain't found nothing. Best lead I got was from the bartender at Sevlinger's. Said a woman matching Herodias' description left the bar with some Frida Schuler. Didn't get much time to start looking into her. Don't reckon it would take me much longer to track her down. But with the departure of our train and all...
0: Silas's voice was drowned as the train whistle whined to be heard. <laughs> Strange, Ezra. I don't see your faith now. If you could see it. There wouldn't be a need for faith, my friend. Alistair smirked, and his pupils traced an arc beneath his brow in a long, drawn-out roll. His lips parted, undoubtedly with a fresh retort, but before he could voice his wit, Elijah interjected... We have to leave, Ezra. We can't keep being derailed because Herodias chooses to drink every night. It isn't fair to those people, Ezra. She knew the departure time just like everyone. We shouldn't have to wait around for her all day. And you know when she wakes up and realizes we left her behind, she'll peel herself off whatever whore she passed out next to. And hop on the next train. The longer we stay in Ulm, the more people will die. We can't just stand here and do nothing because Herodias couldn't be bothered to show up.
2: Maybe a rat, and we should ditch her. Or, maybe you need to take a step back and reconsider. Who's gonna be pulling the trigger to save those folks with Herodias gone? It ain't gonna be you, that's for sure. Why not me? You don't want that responsibility, Elijah.
0: Herodias handles it fine!
1: Herodias has her demons. For God's sake! If none of you are willing to pull the trigger, then I will be more than happy to. Now get on the train! You got a gun, Alistair? I'm not going to leave
2: her the rest of you can't wait, go ahead and board. Ava and I will catch the next one and meet you there shortly. From the look of the schedules plastered around that ticket counter, there won't be another train to Frostock for another few weeks. I'm not going to leave her, Silas. Of course. Wouldn't want you to,
0: either. The train began to roll down the tracks. Elijah sighed and kicked at the stones on the footbridge as he moaned. <sighs> Ezra... What a waste of a bleeding
2: ticket. Are you sure you can find her? I reckon I can. Might take me an hour or so to track down this here Frau Schuler, but there ain't ever been a time where I couldn't, right? What about Warsaw? Still found her, didn't I? Just took me quite a while to find her, is all. Anyhow, once I drag her ass from her bed, do you want me to bring her back to the Garni? Yes, we'll need to discuss our next move. Anything you want me to say? Just the usual.
1: I'll tell her anything I need to say once she's returned. God bless and Godspeed, my friend. You as well.
0: The four men exited the train station, the train itself following not far behind as it slowly began to gain momentum. At the gates of the station, Silas separated from the rest of the men, heading further into Ulm, while the rest made their way towards the garni Le Rital Hotel.